I'm your host, Sean Needham, along with my producer, Lindsay, in the, in the studio today. And today, my wonderful wife is missing because we have a full studio with two guests in it today. And their names are um, Amador and Lisa Castro. And they are going to share their daughter's journey about epilepsy. This is a powerful story, you guys. Um, if anybody you know or yourself has dealing with epilepsy or any kind of seizure disorder, please tune in. Share this podcast with, with them. Uh, we are streaming live on my personal Facebook page, uh, Sean Needham's Facebook page and the Moses Lake Professional Pharmacy's YouTube site. Also, of course, we are at the in the studio at AM 1470 <coughs> KBSN in Moses Lake, as always, every Monday, 1 to 2 p.m. And this story is very powerful. Um, don't be surprised if I cry because I almost did when I was interviewing them last week. It's a very powerful story, and we need to get the word out to help others um, treat epilepsy because there are other options, and they will discuss those. So, um, Lisa and Amador, how are you? Good. Thank you. Good, yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you for being in the studio today. And Lisa, um, I want you to just start a little bit with your daughter's journey. She is seven years old now, correct? Yes, that's correct. And um, tell us when you found out that she had seizures. So um, when Amarissa was about six months old, um, my mom started noticing some different uh, motions that she was kind of doing. And um, she kind of warned us about that. We kind of didn't see them ourselves. And so we kind of just wrote it off until um, she had an episode one day that we were able to see ourselves. And so we took her to the ER when she was six months old. We had recordings of the episodes that my mom had taken. And um, when we were in the ER, they told us that she was having seizures. And we were super shocked. They didn't exactly look like what I envisioned a seizure to look like. Um, but they sent us over to Spokane to Children's Hospital. And we went over to Spokane. We met a neurologist there who um, immediately walked in the room and said, your daughter has cerebral palsy, and um, here's the medication, and we'll schedule an MRI, and we'll see you in six weeks. And that was kind of it. And we were um, devastated. Um, gosh, I wasn't going to cry. Uh, it was really hard. Uh, we didn't have much information. She didn't talk to us a lot in detail about it. Um, the six weeks seemed like a really long time, so we called Children's Hospital in Seattle and asked them if they would get us in immediately because we just didn't want to wait. And so Children's Hospital in Seattle took us in right away. And um, within just, uh, I think within 48 hours or so, we received her diagnosis. Um, Amarissa has been diagnosed with polymicrogyria, which is um, small rolls or small folds in her brain. Um, she was also diagnosed with uh, microcephaly, uh, epilepsy, and cerebral palsy. Wow, that that must have been really hard on you guys as parents. I can't imagine. So um, what was the next step from there? Um, it was really overwhelming. I remember that day so clearly when the doctor called with the diagnosis. It was really hard. Um, at that point, it was just the start of a lot of doctor appointments. Um, they began her on a medication right away um, and just told us, just kind of take one day at a time. Progressively, as the time went on, her seizures just began to get worse and worse. They just did not get better. So every solution was adding her to another medication. So every time we met with the doctors and her seizures were not controlled, it was, let's try another medication. Um, eventually, they did do a VNS machine, which they went in and did surgery, put this little machine in that... Um, kind of shocked her a little bit. I don't know how else to describe it. That had zero success. And so um, to about 
a year, a little over a year ago, she reached a point of having about 25 grand mal seizures a day. And at that point, um, we had heard about the keto diet. We had talked to doctors about that option and they just kind of shut us down. So about a year and a half ago, she was on six medications and having multiple grand mal seizures a day. Wow. So tell me a little bit, when we had the pre-show conference, uh, you were talking about some of the things the doctor told you that wasn't very pleasant after the diagnosis. What were some of those things about your daughter being deaf and blind? And tell us, tell us about that. Not very good to hear as a parent. Yeah. So we went to a specialist who specializes in microcephaly or no, polymicrogyria. Um, he is a world-renowned specialist and deals with all children of this um, diagnosis. Um, when we met with him, he was um, very short and very rude and unkind. Um, he basically told us when she was about six or seven months old that we needed to prepare to financially support her for the rest of her life, that she would um, be in a wheelchair, that she would never walk, she would never speak, she would be deaf, she would be blind. Um, he literally said to us, I will never forget, he said she will sit in a wheelchair and slobber for the rest of her life. And, um, and that would have to tube feed her. Yeah, forever. yeah. And so um, we left that appointment um, speechless. I don't know. It was a horrible, horrible appointment. Um, we just left. I mean, she at that point wasn't crawling or really. I mean, she, she was mobile kind of. I mean, she'd roll around, but that was kind of it. Um, we went back to that doctor one more time, which I don't even know why. We decided to torture ourselves, but we went back one more time for a follow-up. And at that point, Amarissa was um, crawling, and um, she had crawled across the room to the doctor and pulled herself up on his knees oh and stood at him and looked him right in the eyes. And I just remember thinking, he just looked at her and he was like, well, this shouldn't be happening. <laughs> we were like... But she's a success story. She's not what you told us that she was going to be. And he just basically didn't care. He was like, he just left the room and the nurse apologized for his bedside manners and um, basically just said she's sorry that she sees what success Amaris has had and how well she's done. And she recognized that. Amador, how did that make you feel as a dad watching this? Oh, I, I, I was upset. Like, you know, as, as a dad, you want to protect your kids and do whatever you can for them. And the doctor was just negative the whole time. He he was more interested in his research with the PMG part of it than he was anything else. And trying to give us hope or, or anything, he was just all about his research and kept asking us for, um, like, to give samples of our saliva and stuff so he can do research for himself than helping us, you know, deal with what we're, our life was going to be like with our child. So, well, what a... What a great moment when your daughter crawled up to the doctor <laughs> and looked him in the eyes. And I think that's probably a little bit of foreshadowing there. And it's just amazing to me. Unfortunately, we hear these stories quite often. And, you know, doctors aren't God. And they have no idea what could happen in the end. And we hear it all the time about doctors that tell people that they'll never walk again. And, of course, you know, they prove that doctor wrong. So... <laughs> It's too bad that we don't have doctors that really can provide hope with, you know, to parents. And, and obviously, it sounds like that doctor did not have very good bedside manner. And it reminds me of a story I was taught by one of my preceptors. And it's just sound, it sounds exactly where Amador is at. <clears throat> Why should I care what you know if you don't act like you care? <laughs> Serious. So I mean, true. and if you, and anybody listening, viewers, um, if, 
you know, you need to have a healthcare professional that cares. doesn't matter what they know. It matters if they care. And that being said, if anybody wants to call me part of the show, um, call in. We're taking callers, 509-765-1470. Okay, Lisa, so continue your story. You found out about... You tested her later, and she wasn't deaf. She wasn't blind. Yeah, so Go ahead. we actually um, went to, we spent a whole day. We actually had taken our other children with us to that appointment. The poor kids suffered for an entire day. I'm not kidding you, the entire day of having her eyes tested. And um, when she was having her eyes tested, the reason it took so long is the doctor was just completely perplexed and dumbfounded as to why she could see. Um, he kept trying a different test and a different test because every test that he took showed that she should be completely blind, but she could see completely fine. Um, he finally, just at the end of the day, was like, I have no other tests to run. I have no answers for you. And we finally said, well, we don't have, we don't need an answer. Who cares what it shows? She can see. So right. it didn't really matter. We were like, why are we doing this? She can see. We don't care why. So um, it just seems like that's how Amarissa has been through this whole journey. Um, the doctors would run a hearing test and she should be deaf, but she can hear completely fine. And so that's, I think, why when we see parents that reach out and say, hey, I want to see this Dr. Dobbs or hey what do we do when my kid has been told this we always try to remind them that don't let the doctor diagnose your child because uh, diagnose like you can give them a diagnosis but don't let them determine and give you no hope because just because one child is one way does not mean that every child is going to be that way don't let them define who your child's going to be because every single child is different and though the the MRIs and everything show that she cannot walk she shouldn't be walking she shouldn't be seeing she's doing all of those things and beyond. Wow, that that what it was success story, and we'll we'll get into a little bit of the details, but let's go ahead and start talking about it. So, you guys, she she changed her life, and we'll talk about the details. Amador will talk about the details of the ketogenic diet, but you guys had mentioned that a few years before, or into this journey, you guys had talked to the doctor about this, and they said, "Oh, they they were kind of foo fooing the keto diet." Tell me, tell me why that is. Um, well, so they. They told us a couple of things why they we couldn't do the keto diet. They didn't know how she would eat. They kept telling us that a lot of kids don't like meat and like certain things. Um, and they were kind of discouraging us, saying it's really expensive. It's it's That was the biggest part is they kept saying it's super expensive. People don't follow it right, so they just give up. Their kids continue having seizures, and then they have to go on more medications and stuff. So that was one of the things that they kept telling us. Just It's, it's just too expensive to do. That, you know what, um, we talk about this on a lot on this radio show, and what, this, this radio show, one of the reasons we started this radio show is to educate and empower consumers that they are in charge of their own health or their family's health, and that doctors or pharmacists or any healthcare professional is just someone to help them hopefully get to that journey, but ultimately they are in charge, and I'm so glad that you guys took the step to go and look into the keto diet even further. Now, it amazes me <clears throat> how we hear this all the time. Um, you know, we hear this with uh, cholesterol a lot. Oh, well, you have high cholesterol, so we're just going to give you a medication. Let's not sit down and actually talk to the person and say, well, you know what? Um, you can change your diet. You can modify your diet. You can modify your exercise program and your cholesterol will get better. And the reason the doctor prescribes a medication is because they think the patient won't necessarily follow you know, their direction of diet and exercise. You know, that's very shallow-minded thinking. And I'm so glad that you guys decided to take matters into your own hands and better your 
better your daughter and your guys' entire lives by actually going through with the keto diet. Now, I don't understand either how, you know, the keto diet is high-fat, low-carb diet. And in theory, with the keto diet, you could eat ground beef all day long. Now, we're going to go into some more details later on about what you guys do because there's a lot of options now. But, you know, ground beef is not expensive. I mean, and you could buy cheap ground beef because it could be high in fat. So tell me how that's more expensive than a high-carb diet. Seriously. (laughs) I mean, I don't don't quite get that. So... um, you know, and, and saying is a very general term to say that most kids don't like meat. Um, I don't know. I seem to know a lot of kids that do like meat then. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so sure. um, it's about time for, for a commercial break. We're going to come back in a, in a few minutes. You are listening to Health Solutions with Sean and Janet Needham, and we will talk to you in a few minutes. Hello and welcome back to the second segment of Health Solutions with Sean and Janet Needham. If you missed our first segment, we have Lisa and Amador Castro on on our show discussing their daughter's um, journey through seizures. And I, fortunately, I guess unfortunately, but fortunately, I've had the privilege to, you know, follow this journey from the time she was young because I realized that she had some issues when she was young so Lisa you know confided in in, in Janet and I as pharmacists to kind of help them through this journey a little bit and I am so honored to be part of that journey and so honored to, to have them on the show I can't tell you how excited I was when um, Lisa had talked to Janet oh a few months ago I guess and said oh, and, and told her about uh how the keto diet has changed um, her life, and you know, Janet actually told me later, and I was so excited about that. And almost, I got, I got to be honest with you, I almost didn't believe it, um, <laughs> because you know we talk on this radio show all the time how important diet is, right? We we talk about it all the time, and, and the obvious ones: diet affects diabetes, it affects weight, it affects high blood pressure, it affects hyper or high cholesterol, sleep apnea, all kinds of other things. Um, but seizures. Seriously, um, I was very, very surprised. And then through this journey, you know, and here I am, I'm a healthcare professional and I'm supposed to, and I kind of tout that I, I know about diet and exercise, right? I was completely ignorant of the ketogenic diet and how it actually was actually started as a diet to help epilepsy. And that to me, I could almost not believe. Did I learn that in pharmacy school? Nope. Do most doctors learn that in medical school? Probably not. I, I, I'm generalizing there, but probably not. I've never heard it as 26 years as a pharmacist. So I'm super excited to have them on the show and share their journey. Um, Amador, uh, thanks for being on our show. And I, since you're kind of the expert in the diet, Lisa says, and you really help your, uh, help, uh, your wife and daughter go through that journey, um, Tell us a few other things that you did try first. I think you guys did try CBD first, correct? Yeah, um, we did try it uh, earlier on a few years ago. We uh, we talked to the doctors about trying it because, you know, we heard about how it helps people and you, we saw videos and stuff. And, you know, you never know what to believe. We talked to the doctor and he said, you can try it. It's totally fine to try. So we did. But there's there were, we found some problems with it. Like there's not a lot of consistency and... And um, the amount of CBD and stuff, and, and even if you buy the same product a month later, it could be different. It just didn't work the way everybody told us that it was going to work. It it 
her seizures, we had, I think, two or three days throughout the whole time we were trying it where she had no seizures. But then the next day, they were, they were worse. So it didn't work the, the way it was hyped up to work for us. Well, and I figured we would get that question because, you know, there are a lot of people that do try that. And I think for some people, it does work. Um, And I know as a pharmacist, I will tell them we don't sell at our pharmacy. And I don't know a lot about the details of CBD, um, but I will I'll tell people all the time that, you know, if if it doesn't hurt you, try it and see if it works. And if it works, great. Um, you know, um, and I do know personally, I have a friend that her, his daughter did respond to, to CBD and she, she did have epilepsy. So tell me about the journey of you finally deciding to do the ketogenic diet. So, um, a couple of years ago, we, we have a, a cousin who talked about the keto diet, um, cause he wanted to lose weight. So I started researching it and, and, you know, talked to the doctors about what can we try it with our daughter like I said earlier, they, you know, kind of didn't want us to do that. It wasn't the, the way to go. And I, I remember the doctor telling us early on, like, we have, I think he said, like, 60-something different medications um, to try. Okay, now, now wait a minute. Sorry <laughs> to interrupt you. 60-something different medications, mm-hmm. okay? And this is coming from a pharmacist, obviously. The first five or six weren't working, right? Right. At all. Right. No. <laughs> In fact, tell me the journey how every time you added the medication, it got worse. Yes. Absolutely. So her, her seizures, every time we added, you know, her seizures would get worse. So he's like, okay, let's put this medication and add this one in there and see how that works. Well, they all work for a few days or a couple of weeks, but then her seizures get worse and worse. And early on, her seizures started off with, you know, just kind of a little twitch here and there. And that's what we were noticing. But then she went into grand mal seizures and even with all these medications, nothing was getting better. Nothing was working. Um, so it just, but he, he told us we have all these other medications we can try. We can take some off and try new ones. And looking at the side effects and everything else that was going to happen to her, we just kept telling him we don't want to try new ones. We want to try the keto diet for her. And that, so that's what we did. Um, it, it, took a, it took a lot of fighting on our part to convince the doctors that, we're we're capable and we're able to do this for our child so and it shouldn't really be that hard um you know ultimately he should help you along that process and in my opinion he should say hey you know what we're doing is not working i don't care how smart the neurologist was how smart the doctor was you know obviously what he was doing was not working it's not it's not just his fault it's just you know and your daughter might have been a very unique case i get that but um i think we need to empower patients that and and um, family members of, of their kids that they are in charge of their own health care and that us as healthcare professionals are just along for the ride to help them give them some ideas. So how long ago was this that you decided to um, embrace the keto diet? And um, what was the straw that broke camel's back? So <laughs> uh, and Amaris and I had gone on a vacation together. We were um, back in Washington, D.C. in April. I believe it was April. Um, at that point, the doctors had kind of given us the flag that we were going to go ahead and try the, the diet. But what kind of was the last straw was that she had, and actually before our trip, she had had a really bad seizure and fell and cracked her head open. And um, at that point, she was having, like, like we said, 25 grand mal seizures a day. Um, and so when that happened, we kind of were just at a loss. We just were like, 
it's it's we just can't do this anymore. We need to do something different. Lisa, for for our listeners, just to clarify, um, sometimes we use these terms and we think they're common knowledge, but grand mal might not be common knowledge. Will you explain what a grand mal seizure is and what is like in you two Amador? What is like to witness your daughter having a grand mal seizure and twenty five of them a day? Will you explain what that is? Um, horrible. I don't. So, what is a grand mal um, seizure? Um, um, so she. For her, her, her seizures, um, her eyes would roll back, her face would turn blue. Uh, it felt like she, uh, or sounded like she would stop breathing. Um, she would shake uh, or twitch really hard. Um, there would be a gurgling sound that would happen in her in her voice or her throat, um, and it just it it just kept going. Like sometimes. 17, 18 minutes um, oh for doing gosh. that. And it's it's an ugly feeling because there's nothing you can do to, to stop it and help your child. Did rescue meds help <clears throat> at all during those perce- during those times? Could- yeah, so the rescue meds, we did carry rescue meds with us all the time. Her seizures got to where when she was... When she was a baby, you could hardly tell when she was having a seizure, and we kind of questioned it. By this point, her seizures were so bad, she would foam at the mouth. There were yeah. a few times where she was actually foaming at the mouth. Um, we would lay her on her side and just make sure that she's you know, out of harm's way from falling. Um, but we, at a six-minute point, when you, 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 have to, you have to wait. You have to be tortured for six minutes, which is the longest six minutes of your life, oh um, before you can give her a rescue medication. And so once you give that rescue medication, you have about another six to seven minutes before you can give her a second dose. Um, not, I mean, she would get to that point a few times. Mm-hmm. It wasn't uh, often, um, but there were times. Once she gets to the second rescue medication, and about halfway through that, that's when you're calling an ambulance because um, once you give... S- Two of them, you, we can't give her a third one. And so by the time you get three minutes into your second dose, you're, we're calling an ambulance. For us, she most of the time would come out. By the time the ambulance was just about arriving or they'd be on their way, she'd finally come out of them. Um, so we only made a few trips to the hospital that were actually an emergency. Yeah. And, and there were no triggers for her. Like there was nothing that, you know, set it off. Or anything like that. So it was, it, it's hard, like when she's eating, you know, and there's all of a sudden a seizure happens and we had to then worry about, is she going to choke or did something get into her lungs? And so it was, it was not fun. You just lived every moment of our life with eyes on her. We just always had eyes on her. We always got to the point where you just could not not be with her. Somebody had to be with her. Wow. So, Lisa, tell me the story. We were talking about what was the final incident. I think you were going into the to the seizure that she had at the store, right? Yeah. Okay, go so ahead. So we had traveled. At this point, we kind of knew we were going to be starting keto. Um, so we were on a vacation, and we had, had finally done all our training to be able to do keto. And so we went on a little trip, and um, during that trip, um, she had, we were in the mall and at that time we didn't really have a wheelchair. We just had a, a bob that we used her to take her around in. Um, and so when you have a seizure, when hers were really bad, you have to get her out, lay her on her side. And so we were in a mall, um, we were in a store shopping and I just remember all of a sudden she started to have a seizure. And so I had nowhere to lay her. We usually would, you know, if there was nowhere, you'd just put her on the ground, which is always really gross. And so, um, we were at the front of the store and the lady just wiped the counter off, cleaned everything off, and just said, lay her here. And so I just remember laying my child up on this counter on her side, and she was just having this horrible seizure. And you just feel like 
everything stops moving. For us, like, you get to the point where you're just kind of used to it. It's still always painful. But the people around you are like, what is going on? They're like freaking out. And so you're trying to stay calm to be able to watch to take care of her. Everybody always wants to jump to run and call an ambulance. And so people are trying to help you. Um, And it's hard because you have to tell people she's okay. Like, you're in yourself, in your mind, even though you've done this for a long time, still trying to convince myself that it's okay. But I'm also trying to tell other people it's going to be okay. Like, just give her some time. Um, And that was one of the last ones that I remember that was a really big one. Um, And just remember thinking, I remember my cousin saying to me, who lives out on the East Coast, she just said, I didn't realize this was how your life was. I guess I didn't realize when she said that to me that you you just get so used to doing it, you don't realize anything other than that. And so you get to a place where you're like, wow, how are we doing this? Like, this is really hard. This is hard. And you just do it because you love your child. You have no choice. So you do it. I, I I just can't imagine watching my child go through seizures like this over and over again and feeling helpless, right? I mean, because there just wasn't a lot you guys could do about it. So, okay, so then when did you start the keto diet after that? Um, We transitioned um, on that trip from uh, liquid formulas, which you can't have liquid medications, Mm -hmm. to pill form medications. So we started that change before we started the diet, correct? Yep. Because we had to count carbs. Count carbs. <laughs> okay. And then, Amador, tell me a little bit about starting the keto diet the first day. What did you, how did you do that? Um, so I did, like I was saying, I did a lot of research um, uh, of, you know, what the keto diet really was. Plus, we had to go to um, Children's Hospital and the nutritional team um, kind of helped us out, like gave us uh, ideas of what to look for and and ingredients and things like that with everything that she does. I'm I mean, um, like shampoos and conditioners and lotions and toothpaste and everything that has carbs in it. We had to learn how to read all the uh, nutritional facts and the ingredients and and everything. So um, I just, I mean, after I got all the information, I just did what I think any parent would do for their kid is you just fix your life to to accommodate her because this is, we wanted to do this and do it all the way and not, not take any chances because I, I felt like it was going to be the thing that helped her. Um, so the very first day I, we, I just prepped all her meals. We got her, her breakfast, right? I, I honestly couldn't tell you what it was for <laughs> breakfast. I think I made, it was probably like a cool whip or something. Um, not cool whip, but, uh, Whipped cream, yeah, whipped cream, yeah, because whip, yeah. cool yeah. 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 whip would have carbs, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Homemade. Homemade. yeah. But yeah. <laughs> I just Our always tell I knew, I knew you knew that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know it a lot better than I do. Yeah. I'm sure. Um, <laughs> and so I just, I just started prepping all her meals for her, and I learned how to um, look at food like that she's that she wants and make it keto friendly. It's, it's actually pretty easy to do now. Um, when you know if she wants a cupcake, that's simple. I could do that. Um, I just know how to, I've just played with different foods and stuff in order to figure out what she liked and how to make it so it's perfectly okay for her. Yeah, it was probably, you know, pretty good timing because there's so many different, (laughs) I mean, like you say, you can get keto cupcakes now. I mean, who would have thought? I still, honestly, I don't know enough about the details of keto cupcakes to figure out how you can make a cupcake without (laughs) any kind of carbohydrate in it, but um, I guess it's possible. I just don't know enough about the diet, um, and I'm glad that you've done a lot of research about it. 
So didn't you say, you were telling me that the keto diet is actually, you're the one that kind of educated me on this, is about 80 years old, correct? And yes. And it started out as a diet to treat epilepsy, correct? Yes. Can you tell me a little bit about that, Amador? So when I was doing um, some research and stuff about it, it I, that's what I found out. Um, so the, the Children's Hospital kept calling it Modified Atkins Diet, which is kind of what it is. Right, yeah. But, you know, popular diet trends right now is the keto diet. Same thing. Um, so I do, when I was doing research before we started and stuff, I just wanted to know like what what it entailed because it, some people make it seem so complicated. Um, and that's when I found out that over 80 years ago, there was a team who knew that there was some kind of correlation between fat and, and the brain. And so they tried the keto diet um, on people with epilepsy and have had a lot of success with it. I, I, I don't know where it went off to pump them full of medication rather than staying with keto if it if it was working oh we'll discuss that later <laughs> <laughs> but um that yeah that's what what i found out that, that and they had there was a, actually a lot of success um over I, I i'm probably gonna lie about numbers right now but if i remember correctly it was about 70 percent of the people who did that they were doing that on had either lessened or zero seizures after being on the keto diet well I mean, even honestly, Amador, even if it's 50%, mm-hmm. um, I can tell you being a pharmacist, that's better than most medications. Right. And and definitely with little or no side effects. I mean, so that's pretty, those are pretty compelling numbers. Yeah. Um, so, so ke- go into a little bit about, so you started the keto diet and um, tell me what happened over the next 24 to 48 hours. <laughs> so let's go back, people. This, you you, you want to listen to this part. Remember, we're talking about a girl that within the last few days was having 25 grand mal seizures per day. So, Amador, what happened after starting keto over the next 24 to 48 hours? Um, okay, so we started it, and then after the first day, or I think we kind of looked at each other and this was like... She had no seizures today. <laughs> wow. It was, just, it was weird. Um, I don't think the, we really realized it, actually. Yeah. The second day came, and we're just like, okay. May, may, we've, we've been here before with two days of, of no seizures, so let's just keep on going and see what happens. And it's, we're, we're at a year and... Two months. Two months, and still no seizures. <laughs> Starting this new diet... And your daughter has been seizure-free for over a year now, right? Yes. Absolutely. She was, a, a little over a year ago, she was on five or six different medications. How many medications is she on now? None. Zero. Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. I mean, seriously. Unbelievable. Tell me about every time you guys stopped a medication, how much better your daughter got. That's all you. Go uh, ahead. <laughs> um, so... Uh, you have to understand it. Kind of at the beginning, when Amarsa was like learning to, you know, walk and do the different things, she got to where she was walking. She was talking a little bit, but every medication that we added, she started to regress, especially towards the end, towards that adding of the fifth or sixth one that we're on. I can't exactly remember right now, but at that point, I just remember she was becoming what that doctor said. She was. She just was becoming a vegetable. 
um, she was getting to where walking, she was walking like she was uh, just super like drunk, almost. drunk. Yeah, yeah. kind of just uh, wobbly constantly. Um, she got to where she'd just sit and stare, and she would just she would have drool coming out of her mouth. She just uh, her words started to go back. I mean, it was painful at that point. That was hard because she had made such great progress, and then the seizures got so bad, and the medications just started making her just more sleepy and more tired and cognitively delayed and just she just was going backwards and so when we started noticing going backwards that's when we were really like we need to do something and so once we got her on the keto diet um as time went on they allowed us to start peeling off medications i think we maybe pushed them a little good for you guys you guys <laughs> had harder to. and faster than good. they were wanting yeah. and so um i remember when we got down to the last two medications the doctor was like okay well which one do you want to take off now and we were like well, which one has what side effects and one of them i just remember him saying had a greater side effect on your cognitive delay and so we were like that's the one we want to take off next and so we just kept peeling the medications back and i'm not kidding you this kid is like i just wish everybody had a moment to spend with her because what she was like then and what she is like now is like i mean there's just no words it's just absolutely she even i mean she continually is just cognitive i mean i just feel like every day without a medication is another day where she's like waking up more it's like you wake up and you wonder what is she going to say today or what is she going to comprehend today like we went swimming one day not that long ago and she said she were playing and she said save me daddy and i i looked at amador and i know this sounds dumb to many of you because your seven-year-old should know what it means when you're playing about saving you but i looked at him and i was like she's comprehending joking she's joking with us and she knows what it means for her daddy to save her. Those were two things that this kid should never have been able to understand or to verbalize. And it's that really small thing that makes you realize how much this has changed her life. And oh, it just gosh. means we don't know where she's going to go from here. Right. Well, Who knows? Up. Who oh, knows? Yeah. And, and, you know, I mean, now this is not tears of sadness as it was the first of the show. This is yeah. a tears of a success story. Yeah. I love that. And that takes us to our next commercial. You are listening to Health Solutions with Sean and Janet Needham. We will talk to you in a few. And welcome back to the third and final edition of Health Solutions with Sean and Janet Needham. And if you have missed our two great segments today, you definitely missed out, that's for sure. There are some powerful words being said and a powerful success story. Started out as a very sad story and ended up as a success story. And, you know, I, I, like I said about diet before, we've talked about it on this show, but, uh, you know, I never in my life thought that diet would affect somebody's seizures, honestly. I mean... I, it makes sense, right? But it, I didn't think that I would have somebody in my studio that had a um, daughter that went from 25 seizures today to be in, a day to being seizure-free by changing their diet. So we really shouldn't be really surprised when we think about keto diet, high fat, low carb. We shouldn't be surprised when it comes to that and seizures because... You know, seizures are caused from misfiring nerves. I'm a simple person. I don't even call myself a scientist necessarily. But misfiring nerves, that's the simplest thing to to say about it. And um, you know, our nerves and our brain cells, our, our, our central nervous system is full of fat and cholesterol. So why should we be surprised that a high-fat, low-carb diet should actually help seizures? Really shouldn't be that surprising. And we see it all the time. And we've talked about it on this radio show um, how 
cholesterol-lowering medication has actually shown people has actually been shown to put people in a cognitive decline actually possibly um cause of dementia so you know fat is not bad let's remember that fat is not bad we cannot live without fat that's a good thing and they were talking about medications you know if it's misfiring nerves the reason we give medications is to stop nerves from firing well guess what when those nerves stop firing, we stop thinking, we get sleepy, we get drowsy, our, our brain just stops functioning. And that's why she kept regressing possibly every time they add another medication. So let's go ahead and continue our conversation, Amador. You're doing a great job. Tell us about your journey after two days, about what your, diet, your daughter's diet looks like and when, she, when you guys travel with her to friends' houses and stuff. Um, so everywhere we go, we, we've changed our life from... from um, you know, not being prepared and just doing whatever for her to always being prepared with everything we need. Uh, whether we, I always pack extra stuff because you never know if something happens. But um, we, so I, I pack her lunch for school. I pack her breakfast for school. I pack all her snacks. This the school that she goes to is amazing. They they really work to keep her on track with um, with the diet and to make sure other kids and stuff don't give her things. So we have a wonderful team that we work with there. Um, so we're, I feel comfortable and safe, and know that she's safe there. When we're at home or we're at barbecues or parties or whatever with friends and stuff like that, I, I just make an announcement, <laughs> and 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 I have no problem doing that because it's she's doing amazing, and I want everybody to know how amazing she's doing. <laughs> and so I just kind of warn them, like I know that she's cute, I know that she has beautiful dimples, and and she's such a happy kid, but don't feed her. Um, <laughs> right. let us do that for her so we always pack everything if we, you know, if we know if it's a birthday party then we'll take a, a keto cupcake for her or if it's just going to be hands, uh, um, finger foods hand snacks oh, geez. Uh, finger foods we will take um, you know, things that she can have so she doesn't feel left out and she feels like she's a part of everything that's happening with everybody there so, so did she ever feel like does she ever crave carbs? And and what is what is her limit of carbs? And does she ever crave carbs? So she, her limit is um, under twenty carbs a day, or well twenty to twenty five. But I keep her about twenty carbs a day. Um, the only carbs that she craves that she constantly asks for till this day still is French fries. Um, I don't know how to find a keto French fry <laughs> for her. That's, that's one thing that I fail at. Um, but anything else like she wants chocolate or she wants ice cream those the products are out there now people have them i i actually learned how to make uh keto chocolate for her so i kept them in the freezer and when she wanted somebody to give her chocolate so she does crave the carbs but we supplement it with keto friendly ones obviously so um has this the doctor originally told you guys the reason you want to do you didn't want to do keto is because it was so expensive um talk to me about that it is not as expensive as everybody makes it sound. Is it even more expensive than a regular diet? I would say no. Our our food budget hasn't changed in our house. And, I mean, my cupboard is stocked with stuff that I could make for her. Um, so it's... It, it doesn't, it hasn't, I haven't seen a big I would say change. that there's probably a couple products. I mean, since since Amarissa started, keto has exploded in this last year. Right. So when when Amarissa, before, she loves cereal. 
Well, cereal had to be taken out of her lifestyle. There's keto cereal now. She loves keto cereal. However, it, it's probably, I mean, it's definitely more expensive. It's still not out of the budget. We still can afford it. It's more expensive than a box of Cheerios that you would find. Um, there are certain specialty things that I think are um, bread. Bread, we have keto hamburger buns now. She loves hamburgers. Those are not any more expensive than a regular keto hamburger. So can you guys help me out? Bread. I'm serious. Do you guys know how they make a? I, I'm I'm ignorant here. How do they make a? How do they make a hamburger bun without carbs? Serious. Do you guys know um, they use? Well, they they do have carbs. They're they, okay. Three carbs per bun. Because what do they use for flour? <laughs> like almond flour or something? They, do you guys know? No, they use some. Oh gosh. If I had, sorry to put you on the spot. I'm just I'm curious um, for my own I knowledge. Look it up. I don't remember what it's there's, called. You were gonna look. There's some root um, fibers in there, and some type of starch that is. A, it's a fiber rather than a carb. Then I, I see. Yeah, okay. like a normal right. carb. Yeah. So yeah, and it's net carbs, so it's not. Because if you look at the the burger, the bun, I think it's like fifteen carbs, but we go by net carbs. Yeah. Okay. Term, so all right, all right, cool. Well, thanks for clearing that up. So, so you guys is. Food budget didn't really change at all. No. I think there's specialty things that would cost us more, but she doesn't. we can do it without those fun things. I yeah. guess I would call them fun foods. We don't have to have them. So what are you guys doing in the future? Because eventually you guys aren't going to be able to follow her around everywhere. So what are you guys doing in the future to make sure that she makes good, good choice decisions? Or, and another question is, um, has she ever eaten carbs and had a backslide and, and, you know, and obviously she's been seizure free. So, but has she ever eaten carbs? You guys are worried about that or so tell us about that. Um, as far as we know, she's had no more extra carbs than what she's allowed to every day. Um, like when we first started, they told us that's why we had to learn about, um, all the other products that she uses, like shampoo and conditioners and, and soaps and stuff like that and sunscreen because those things could add carbs that get absorbed in her skin, and we don't really or realize that, you know, if she had a seizure, that that could be one of the things that we're that we're doing it for her. Um, yeah, but I had no idea about that yeah. either. When you told me about that, I had no idea. That's very interesting. <laughs> and it, you know, it's just a reminder that um, it sounds like you've been, you guys have been good about reading labels. Yeah. Yes. It just sounds like we should all get good Read about reading labels. labels. Yeah. So go go ahead, Amador. Um, Gosh, I don't remember where I was going with that. Um, she didn't eat any carbs. She has. She's. You're pretty sure she had, she stayed under the carbs. But what are you doing in the future to make sure as she gets older that she can do this by herself? So, um, because of the the brain damage that she has in her head, they she will probably never be able to be by herself, live by herself. She's she's doing amazing in in you know learning more things and stuff. I honestly don't know if she'd get to a point where she'd be. Um, to be by herself mm -hmm. so i guess the part of me is like i'll always be able to help control it for her i guess we just don't know i guess you're yeah. asking us a question that we've honestly <laughs> never talked to yeah. about with yeah. each other because we don't know where she's going to go from here well and honestly you guys are so new in this process you've really only been progressing for a year and yeah. you know you're just saying some things that you know um it's been a while since my kids were that age but um you know daddy save me something like that i mean I don't know, would a kid say that when they're, you know, usually three or four, maybe? Yeah. Um, so she's progressed a lot. Absolutely. So who knows how much further Absolutely. she can yeah. she can go now, yeah. you know? And I got to think, um, you know, I think it's a pretty well-established fact. I think you guys have probably done research on this. Every time they have 
every time somebody has a seizure, they lose brain function. You know, so she was obviously, when she was having 25 of them a day, you know, um, it was not a good a good um, outlook for sure. So, so definitely progressing now. So, um, so tell what do you guys see? What do you guys see as the future for her? Um, well, her future is going to be amazing because we're always going to be here to support her and and keep her life the best that it can be. Um, but I don't know. Like you know, we've talked with the doctors now and and stuff, and we might try up in her carb intake to see. If she right. can have a few more things that, you know, she might be lacking, maybe she can have some french fries one day. <laughs> we don't know. Right. But, I mean, her future is going to be amazing. And, and, and really, the doctors have said, too, they've told us that there could be a possibility that she could go off of keto, that her life could maybe possibly be without keto. Um, that basically her brain is learning to rewire itself. And so there is a possibility that they've talked about at some point increasing her carbs and then some point potentially taking her off of the keto diet. So tell us about how many doctor's appointments you used to have and now how many you have. So if we didn't count emergency trips to Seattle, um, I would say we'd probably were there twice a month. And that was since she was six months old so we were there a lot and there was even times where we had a um i had a lisa had to live in seattle for two or three weeks for different therapies and stuff for her so um we were there a lot um now i think we do a checkup every three to six months wow so definitely when it comes to economy economics for the healthcare system it definitely does not help with drug companies, for sure, because you guys aren't buying their drugs anymore, and with the doctor's appointments and things like that. And and I get it. A lot of people don't want to realize that we have a healthcare system that does profit off disease, but it is true. And I am not personalizing this against anybody or the doctor. It's just the way the system works. Um, But you guys have been able to... you know, save your guys' daughter's life basically by changing her diet and um, going against what the medical system was really was really deriving driving towards. And I say kudos to you guys because that <laughs> that is just awesome. And that's one of the points of our show is that we want to educate and empower individuals to take care of their own health and their family's health. I wrote a book on it. It's called Sickened, How the Government Ruined Healthcare and How to Fix It. It is available on Kindle form on Amazon. Um, go to Amazon and download um, Sickened, How the Government Ruined Healthcare and How to Fix It. Uh, working on an audio edition and a paperback book, hopefully to be done by the end of the year. So Amador and Lisa, we in 30 seconds. How would you like to... Um, parting words for the show. Go for it. Okay. I, <laughs> I just... I love what we've done and been able to, to accomplish with our child. And if anybody ever has, like, questions or wants to know a little bit more, don't be scared to reach out to us. Um, on Facebook, you can find me. I'm probably the only amateur on there. <laughs> um, but I, I, I love talking about my child and, and everything and all her success. So if anybody, you know, wants to know anything else or has questions, ask us. And I, we love talking about it. So it's, it'd be... I love it. Amador Castro, go to his Facebook page and message him. You've been listening to uh, to Health Solutions with Sean and Janet Needham, where we stream live every Monday, 1 to 2 p.m. at the AM 1470 KBSN Studios. Stay tuned for us next next week. We're going to have David Michael back on from Cliffhanger Academy. You don't want to miss it. We will see you next week.